Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Verse we've been reading for the last couple of weeks, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. We're still on the subject, we thank God for you. That's what Paul says to the Thessalonian church. He says to them, We thank God for you. We are so proud of you. And he wants them to know how proud he is of them and what God is doing in their fellowship. He wants them to know that he's thanking God for them without ceasing. And there's no doubt about why he's thanking God. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Go ahead and pull it up, Chuck. I want us to all see it at the same time. Since it's just one verse, can we read it all together? Would you lift your voices and follow me as we read it? Ready? For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. Wow, what a great verse. Now this will be the third week that we've been on this one verse, and Paul is saying to them, I'm so thankful for you because you've received the word of God as the word of God, and he says that it is working in you effectively because you believe it. They received it as the Word of God, they were believing it, and it was at work in them. Can you think of anything that would be more important in our lives as Christians than this? To read the Word, to receive the Word, to believe the Word, and to put our faith in the Word of God? You see, when you read it, you receive it as the Word of God, and you believe it, amazing things will begin to take place in your life. Amazing things will begin to take place in a church that will do those things. Things will begin to happen that will have the hand of God all over it. And that's what we want to see, the power of the Word of God working in us and through us and in our fellowship. Now, since I've been speaking on the subject of the Word and getting back into the Word and reading the Word and studying the Word, I've had several people who have said to me in the past few weeks, Pastor, I want to do it. I want to read my Bible. I want to study But then they'll say something like this, I I don't know how to do it, I don't know where to start, I I don't know what to do. And so this morning's message will be all about how to get started, how to get started in the Word, How how to really get in your Bible for the first time or maybe get back in your Bible, how to read the Word for yourself, how to hear from God. How to know that God is speaking to you. I'll give you four things this morning. Uh, You may want to write these down, but I think you'll be able to remember these four things. They're so simple uh, without writing them down. But if you'll do these four things, it'll help you get back in the Word of God. And the first one I want to mention to you is this, and that is get you a good study Bible. And I also want to say this. Don't get 
a real heavy-duty study Bible. Every now and then I'll see some young Christians and they'll go buy a study Bible that some seminary professor needs to be using. Don't do that. I, I mean, please don't be insulted, but sometimes when you're a beginner, you need to know you're a beginner and you need to act like you're a beginner and don't try to be anything but a beginner. Just start beginning. Get you a beginner's study Bible. It's real plain, real simple. Get something in today's English. Something that's... I, listen, I love the King James Version. And I love the New American Standard Version. And I love the New King James. And I will tell you, when I'm really digging deep in my Bible, those are the ones I go to. But sometimes you just need to sit down and read something that sounds like everything else you're hearing. Like the New Living Translation. Or just get some translation and read it. And get in... Get yourself a good beginner study Bible. Now, this one is a new believer's Bible. This is a new believer's Bible, and it's, it's, real, it's real simple, it's real easy. This is a pretty amazing, uh, if you're a new believer, just get a new believer's Bible. This is the NLT translation. I think you can get it in other translations. Now, it has a directory in it that tells you where to go. For instance, it tells you what's missing in our lives. It tells you where to go and read that in the Bible. And it has study notes in it that are just good. I've gone through these study notes. Who is God? Who is Jesus? Who is the Holy Spirit? Each one of these, it'll tell you where to read in your Bible. Who is the devil? What are angels? What are demons? What is heaven? What is hell? Love, forgiveness. I like this one. How to look for and attend the right church. I'm sure you're going to find River of Life when you, when you turn to that page. And here's one, how to resist temptation. And then there's a directory in here, in this beginner's Bible, that just says big questions. Do you have any big questions? Why is Jesus Christ the only way to God? Tells you where to turn and read that. Aren't other religions just as good as Christianity? It tells you. And you can read it. What happens to those who have never heard the gospel? If God is so good, why do bad things happen to His people? Does God approve of alternate lifestyles? It takes you chapter and verse. You don't have to try to figure out what you believe if you really believe your Bible. And you don't have to listen to somebody else. You get to read it for yourself. What are spiritual gifts? Why would a good God send anyone to hell? How can I tell the difference between true and false teachings about God? These are big questions, aren't they? All right. I have six. Who's going to raise their hand and say, I need a beginner's Bible? All right, right here. All right, here we go. All right, one more here. All right, here, here. Here we go. Zate. Stand up. They just got married. Stand up. I had the privilege of marrying Felice and Xavier. We're married last Saturday right here in the worship center. And I tell you what, we just felt the presence of the Lord. It was absolutely awesome. There you go, brother. You better share that with your wife, too. All right. Somebody over here. Here we go. Here we go. I'm over. There you go. Now. You say, well, pastor, that stinks. I wanted one. We have a sign up in the lobby. 
If you'll sign that list, I will get you one, and we'll give it to you. Everybody in here can sign up and get one. And Chuck, about how long does it take to get them in here? About a week. So by next Sunday, we're going to have a pile of these. So we'll know how many to order. Just sign it. We'll order it, and we'll give it to you. I don't know if you've noticed, but we don't sell anything around this church. We don't have to. Why? Because this church tithes, and people give like they should give. And God honors that, and we get to do things like we're doing here today. This is so important. You see, get you a good study Bible. That's number one. What's number one? Get a good study Bible. Number two, make time to read your Bible. Notice that I said make time. I didn't say take time. If you take time, you'll never have time. You have to make time. And the reason why is because there's a very real enemy that does not want you reading your Bible. And he'll do anything and everything he possibly can to keep you from reading your Bible. So you have to make time to read your Bible. It is too important. The Bible is too important for you to neglect it. You need the Bible. Listen, I believe God called me to preach. And I really try to put my heart into it. And I try to do my best. And I tell you, we've got the best staff I've ever been around in my life. But all of us put together cannot take you from where you are to spiritual maturity. You have to get in the Word for yourself. You have to read the Bible. And it can't just be here and there. You need the whole Bible. And you need to study your Bible. Here's one of my favorite quotes from John Wesley. This is what he said. I want the whole Christ for my Savior, the whole Bible for my book, the whole church for my fellowship, and the whole world for my mission field. That's good, isn't it? You need the whole Bible. You need the whole thing. Here's another quote since I'm on John Wesley and it's Mother's Day. He said, I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all the theologians in England. Wow. How many of you can raise your hand and say, my mom taught me the truth of God's word? Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Uh, Listen, if you go back and read about John Wesley and Charles Wesley, you'll find out their mom taught them the word of God. And those two men changed the world. They impact the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, friends, you will never have time until you make time. The enemy will do anything and everything in his power to keep you from getting in the word of God. You have to purpose in your heart. You have to make sure that you discipline yourself to do this. Surely, reading and receiving God's word is more important than some of the things you're doing right now. I got three amens. I just knew for sure everybody in the house. Let's try this again. Surely, reading and receiving God's Word is more important than some of the things you're doing in your life right now, right? Yeah. My stars. Every now and then, somebody will say to me, I I hear this, they'll say, Pastor, I just don't have time. And I've never done this. So I'm going to do it publicly so it won't sting quite as bad. But I want to say sometimes, would you make a list of everything you're doing that's more important than reading the Word and share it with me? 
Because, friends, i got to tell you, if I make a list of everything I'm doing in my life that's more important than reading the Word and getting along with God, if I make a list of everything in my life that's more important, it'll be a very short list or no list at all. What could be more important than that? Get you a good study Bible and then get in the Word of God and start reading it. Just do it. I want to tell you, you can, uh, you can do it with fear and trembling. You can be afraid of it, but get in there and do it. Some things will happen that will blow you away. What's the first one? What's the second one? Make time. You are, you are listening. I love you guys. Here's the third one. It's real simple. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. It's a real simple thing. I no longer have a Bible up here to use. It's a real simple thing. You get your Bible, you make time, and just pray a 30-second prayer right there. It doesn't have to be 30 seconds. Holy Spirit, I need your help. I can't understand this on my own. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Teach me. It is amazing what will happen when you begin to rely on the Holy Spirit when you're reading the Word of God. Who's got a Bible? Here, I gave it to you, Fred. I'm going to take it back from you now because I need this, but I will give it back to you. I've heard so many people say so many derogatory things about what I'm about to tell you that I'm, a, I, I'm ashamed and embarrassed when I hear people do this because we make fun of it, we laugh at it, we... We act like people are crazy when they do that. You know the thing about taking your Bible and opening it and God speaking to you? And I've heard heard people be insulting about that. But I want to ask you a question. Just let's let's see. How many of you at some time in your life opened your Bible and it just fell open to the right place? I have. I have. Now, I wouldn't call that a good way to study your Bible. But I want to tell you, when God wants to speak to you, the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God who said, let there be and there was, if He wants to show you something in His Word, He can have your Bible fall open to just the right place. And He can show you exactly what He wants to say to you. Oh, don't you underestimate what God can do. And I'll tell you, He is absolutely amazing The Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit will get you reading in the right book at the right place in the right chapter at the right time right when you need it. But you got to get in the Word. You got to make time and you have to do it. Just say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I need you to teach me. Show me which book I need to be in. Show me what chapter I need to be in. And you say, Pastor, how does the Holy Spirit do that? How will that happen? I'm not the Holy Spirit, but it happens over and over again. If it's happened to you, say amen. Amen. Just get in in the Word. Hey, let me give you the verse. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will, say it, teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. I love preaching to you. I read books. 
I follow the scholars. I read the commentaries. But listen, friends, there are times when you need to hear something from God that's not filtered through Henry Jones. It's not filtered through some preacher. It doesn't come through some book. It comes straight from the throne of grace, dispatched from heaven to your soul. It is a personal word from God to you. And I can tell you, your spiritual growth will be pretty stagnant until you get to the place where you can begin to hear from God. It, it, is, it is so very important. And, and friends, when you do that, God will begin to teach you. You'll get in the Word. You'll get your study Bible. And by the way, you can get a more complicated one after a while, but just start there and, and make time. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, and then you get in the Word. And I'll tell you, God will begin to deal with you. I, let me just give you an illustration. Last week, I was studying, and I do this every morning. I get up, I get my Bible. And last week, the Holy Spirit started teaching me something. How many of you have ever heard this, your days are numbered? Yeah, your days are numbered. I've heard that my whole life. And you know what I found out in the Bible? Your days are numbered. You say, well... Pastor, what's so special about that? Well, the Holy Spirit started pointing out in my Bible reading, it happened to be where I was, that God changes those numbers. Uh-huh, I got your attention now, don't I? The Bible says our days are numbered. But did you know that the Bible also says God can add to those numbers? Did you know He can take away from those numbers? And I started reading scripture. Uh, in one verse of the Bible, it says, uh, and years of life will be added to you. I'm interested in that, aren't you? Okay. Some of you are more spiritual than I am, and you're ready to go to heaven right now. <laughs> but I'm interested in years of life being added to me. Another passage of scripture says, if you do this, the Lord will prolong your days. Another passage of scripture says he will, if you do this, he'll give you length of days and long life and peace will be added to you. And then one passage of scripture says if you do this, you won't live out half your days. Wow. You, what, what am I saying? I'm just saying that God was teaching me something. He will teach you something. If you get in the word, get sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And let the Spirit of God speak to your heart. All right. What's number one? What's number two? What's number three? All right. One last thing. Oh, boy, this is a good one, too. This is a good one. Stop when the Holy Spirit says stop. Just stop. When the Holy Spirit says stop, you got your study Bible, you've made time, you've asked the Holy Spirit to teach you, and then you're reading your Bible, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit shows you something, stop. Stop right there. Stop. Don't. Yeah, I was supposed to read five chapters this morning. If, you don't have to read five chapters. What you have to do is, if you want to learn, is do what the Holy Spirit says do, and if the Holy Spirit illuminates a verse, then you stop and you spend some time in that verse. Meditate on it. Pray about it. Write down what the Holy Spirit's saying to you uh, about that verse. Be still. One scripture says, be still and know that I'm God. Just stop. Read your Bible and then just stop when the Holy Spirit says stop. Now, 
People ask me, how do you know? Well, I can assure you the Holy Spirit is amazing at getting our attention at the right time and the right place. And the Holy Spirit can make you stop or get your attention so you should stop. Don't just keep going. I, I, I'll bet you somebody here, I know this has happened to me, I'll be reading something and the Holy Spirit will illuminate something to me, but I won't be sensitive, I don't stop, and I keep reading on, and four or five days later, I remember it, and I think, where is it? And then I spend hours looking for something that the Holy Spirit wanted me to stop on. You know what I'm talking about. And so, stop. It, here, it's kind of like eating a meal. This is, this is one way to know how the Lord's speaking. It's kind of like eating a meal. It, it's, reading the Word and hearing from God is like eating a meal. In fact, did you know that the Bible compares those two? Listen to Job twelve eleven. Does not the ear test words as the palate tastes food? What a, does not the ear test words as the palate tastes food? Think about it. You start eating something, and it's all good. And then you come to a point in the meal. Maybe you have a plate, or maybe you're a guest at somebody's house, or maybe you're in a restaurant, and you're eating, and it's all good. And then all of a sudden, you taste something, and it goes way beyond good. I mean, your taste buds start singing the hallelujah chorus. I mean, it is just awesome. My, my mother used to call it the piece of resistance. My dad would say kings are not eating this good. You know, you eat something and there it is. Man, it is so good. It's not that everything else on your plate isn't good. It's just right at that moment, your taste buds are receptive to that one food. And man, it's just hard to stay away from that. It, it happens here in church. Sometimes when we have dinner in the dome, and we clear out this section over here. Don't you love dinner in the dome? Oh, we do it at, uh, at least once a year. We've done it more. And then we have everybody to bring their meals. And it's like dinner on the ground except it's dinner in the dome. And, and there will just be rows and rows and rows uh, of, of food. And I'll be standing around because I try not to get in line at first. You know, every, there's all kind of bad stories about preachers and eating. And so... So, so I'm trying to debunk that, you know, and stand back. And I have, I'm serious, almost every time I have something like this, somebody will walk by me and they'll have a plate of food in their hand and they'll walk by me and they'll take their fork or something and they'll point at something on their plate. They'll say, Pastor, this fried chicken is out of this world. There's a lot of fried chicken, but on the third table about halfway down, there's a I don't know who cooked this. You do not want to miss out on this. It is out of this world. You need to get you some of that fried chicken. And I always laugh and I say, okay, I'll, I'll get some. And then a minute or two later, somebody will come by and they'll say, Pastor, I know how you like greens. These are the best colored greens on the planet right here. And I'm telling you, they're going fast, Pastor. You better run. You better run and get some of these collard greens. Everything else is good, but these collard greens... And I'm just, I'm, I'm serious. I've had this, I'm not making this up. And somebody else will walk by me and they'll say, Pastor, have you tried the chicken and dumplings? <laughs> Whoo, they are to die for. 
and they're going fast. You need to get over and get some chicken and dumplings. Are you hungry yet? Okay. All right. I'm making you miserable. I know. And, and, then, and then somebody else will walk up to me and say, Pastor, I know how you like the pecan pie. And there's a homemade pecan pie at the end of table three. And it was going fast. So I cut you a piece, and here I brought it to you. Now that's a good church member right there. That's a good church member right there. Now what in the world is going on? I can tell you what's going on. We're different people with different taste buds and different likes and dislikes. And no one who's saying that to me is saying, I don't like everything else. They're just saying this one thing stands out to me. This one thing, this one dish is special. And they're sharing it with me. Now, friends, listen to me. The Word of God is our spiritual food. And do not misinterpret me. Don't go out of here and say, I said something I didn't say. We need it all. We need every bit of it. We need the whole Word. We need the whole Christ as our Savior and the whole Bible as our book. We need it all. But I can tell you in your day-to-day life, there will be times when you will be reading the Word of God and something will jump out at you. You'll read one verse. You may have read chapters, but you'll read one verse and something will start stirring deep within you. Something will begin to move you in the deep part of who you are. If you please, your spiritual taste buds will say, yes, this is what you've been looking for. Yes, this is what you've been hungry for. Yes, this is what you need right now. This is the answer. This is the solution. This is the comfort. This is the direction, the enlightenment, even the correction that you need. And the Spirit of the Lord will just confirm that. Just like eating something special on your plate, it'll stand out. And when it does, there's something I want you to do. Tell me what it is. Stop. Stop right there. Just stop and stay there and read it. And by the way, don't, how many, we've been three weeks on one verse. Do you know why we're three weeks on one verse? Because I feel like the Holy Spirit said, stop. Nothing will help this church. Nothing will help the people in this church. Nothing will deliver them. Nothing will lead them to greater grace. Nothing will work until they get in the Word of God. Stop right here and set up camp until I tell you you can move on. But you need to do that in your own prayer time. You need to do that. And friends, it is amazing. You've heard me tell this story. I'll give you the short version. Some years ago I was sick. And I asked the Holy Spirit where I should be reading. And the Spirit said the book of Hosea. And the Lord just led me there. It just stood out. And I thought, what am I going to read in Hosea that's going to help me? And I ran across one verse. And when I ran across that verse, it was just, it was for me. It was what I needed. And, and I stayed there for one month on that verse. I quoted it. I read it. I memorized it. I meditated on it. I never left that verse until I was completely healed. And I tell you, it is is amazing 
when the word of God that you hold in your hand begins to connect with the living word of God which is inside of you and you begin to believe it, it starts working. Dynamic things start happening. You say, well, pastor, it sounds like you believe that some verses are magical. No, supernatural. You see, the same God that said, let there be something and there was something is the same God that can speak to you out of his word. And when he gives you a word, it is just amazing. And great things will happen. Now, I know what somebody is thinking. They're thinking, well, tell us what the verse is, Pastor. I'm sick. I need that verse. No. No. You know why I'm not going to tell you? Now, I've shared it with a lot of people. But the reason I'm not going to tell you is because God didn't give it to you. He gave it to me. And if you claim my verse, it may not work for you. But if you get in your Bible and you read your Bible, and a week later the Holy Spirit says, that's it, stop here. This word is for you. Oh, then it becomes dynamic, becomes powerful. I want to read something to you. Learning to clearly distinguish God's voice is invaluable. Instead of going through life blindly, we can have the wisdom of God guide and protect us. There isn't a single person receiving this letter who couldn't have their life radically transformed by hearing the voice of the Lord better. The worst marital problem is one word from the Lord away from a total turnaround. If you have sickness or disease, one living word from the Lord will instantly heal you. If you are in financial crises, the Lord knows exactly how to turn your situation around. It's just a matter of hearing His voice. The Lord constantly speaks to us and gives us His direction. It's never the Lord who's not speaking, but it's us who are not hearing. What's the first one? What's the second one? What's the third one? What's the fourth one? Stop. When the Spirit says stop, God's going to do some amazing things in your Bible study time. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. Thank you for this wonderful, beautiful Mother's Day. Thank you for the mothers who are going to take this message today. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.